Hey guys, welcome to the Cruciform Life. This is a discussion-based podcast where there's three guys talking about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life. That if you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of his word and his son. Welcome back, everybody. We are diving back into the conversation on friendship and uh Specifically going to talk about some times in our life, uh, or even current times in our life, uh, I'm sure, of uh, friendships, uh, people around us, surrounding us, um, that potentially cause us to stray away from the Lord, uh, or at least challenge that concept. I know Ben's got some good stuff to say, so let's pass it off to him and and hear from him first. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you putting me on the spot, but... So really, I think that you said something in the last episode where you were talking about how when adversity comes, you know, the people that you're surrounding yourself by, those are the people that are going to help you weather the storm. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I feel like as Christian men, we, we so often are dealing with is the fact that we are not always in our home. We are not always in our church. Right. We're not just surrounded in a bubble of Christian community. So what does that look like when we're not at home or at church? What does our community look like? And what is our relationship looking like with the people who, you know, I guess we would be saying are just of the world. Right. You know, and how, how is our response to that? Yeah. Because I think that in those seasons of adversity, in those times of things maybe not going well in our life, it's I've, it's evident that the people that you surround yourself with are going to play into what's going on in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that I've, I just know that for me, having the right people in my life is something that is vital. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm surrounded when I'm at work, I'm 12 hours in what feels like a cage, you know, I mean, you know, I, there's no, ex, no escaping it. And I think that you can be very influenced by conversations. You can be influenced by what's going on. You can be influenced by customers. There, there's countless things that can influence what you're thinking about, what you're doing. And I believe, you know, in strong, hard boundaries and guardrails. And, you know, I think that it's probably because of the fact that I realized that there was a season in my life where I had guardrails up, but they were probably not reinforced. And, you know, I think that that's something that as men, we don't talk enough about. You know, I think that we can all think of times in our life where we aren't you know, strong with our boundaries with other men who might not be loving God. Yeah. (laughs) You know, let's just call spade a spade. I'm thinking back on a conversation that I had with a friend in college and we were talking about a mutual friend and, you know, myself and the person that I was talking to were in church and the mutual friend was not. And the point of this conversation was I was being told, why aren't you hanging out with that person more? And you know, the, the scripture that was referred to was Paul saying, be all things to all men. And I think that 
we can look at that scripture and it can get taken very greatly out of context. You know, and I think that there's countless times where it's been taken out of context in our, in our lives. And I think that it really struck a chord with me because at what length are we willing to go to make other people feel comfortable around us or to make ourselves feel comfortable around other people? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's scary. It's, it's honestly scary. And, you know, even in the Christian world, there's, uh, there's pressure to feel comfortable, you know, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Christians choose to, you know, abstain from drinking. Let's, you know, let's talk about that for a second, you know, and, and others are okay with it. And drinking's not a sin. Getting drunk is, um, there, you know, I have a difficult time finding that balance with what's in between. So I just abstain from it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not in the house, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. And full Uh, disclaimer, that's not for everyone. Right. A hundred percent. That's not something that is a requirement. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot of who, you know, who we surround ourselves with. And, and, you know, first Corinthians 15, 33, it says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And, you know, it's, it's often uh, founded in my life, at least, you know, of who I'm surrounding myself with. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to, it rubs off on you, you know, and it's an age old saying, you know, my parents used to tell me when I was young, you know, who you hang out with is who you're going to be. And it's so true. I mean, in, in society and in, you know, in Christian world too. I mean, um, you know, if you're going to surround yourselves with uh, people that only, um, you know, are, are talking about God and, and striving towards God, like that's what you're going to be about. Yeah. If you're, you're hanging out with people that only talk about the stock market and making money, then your mindset, like psychologically, like that's what you're going to think about like yeah. all the time. Um, I, I think there needs to be a healthy balance, you know. I hear my um, dad right now admonishing me when I was younger. <laughs> you won't get, you won't get in trouble for doing it. But you'll be you're gonna get you'll be guilty by association. That's ben. right, though. I mean, and it's so true. Like, it, it really is true. And be um, smart. <laughs> it, it goes a lot further than just like who you're with. But yeah, yeah, Mike, that's so good. And and I want to reiterate it again. What I said earlier was that it's why I'm so thankful for for you guys and 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 our friendship that surrounds us and some of the other guys who are close with in the church. Um, you know, I'll be honest and. I think maybe a lot of guys or just people in general are afraid to admit that. I mean, I'm not I'm one of my single-handedly hardest, most difficult walks in in knowing God is 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 with my work. It's it's with my work and the struggles with my relationships there with people, and because no one there is a Christian. No, I'll just and put that's it all of us, man. How how few and far between are we to work in an environment just Christians, right? Yeah. Or be in that environment more than just one day a week. So Ben, how you mentioned earlier on guardrails, like that is something I am so conscious of and have to be more conscious of. I know that walking out my my day to day life because even though I'm not necessarily close with with those certain individuals, yeah. I still interact with them on a daily basis and they have a huge impact on my life and the way yeah. I think and just the way you see your job, the exactly. way you see everything. Yeah. If they're, if they're negative, it makes your fight 
because we all basically hate our jobs to begin with. So when everyone you're around hates their job, it makes everything that you're trying to do even harder. Yeah, you're right. I mean, come on, like trying to stay, not just like, quote unquote, stay positive and the power of positive thinking. Yeah. You know, it's trying to live a life where we're honoring God and all that we do. That's it. And you've got people around you who literally, it's almost like, they just want to drag who? you down. Yeah, right? yeah. What God do you serve? Right. Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a scripture in Matthew five and Jesus talking and Jesus says, uh, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. And this might seem like out of context, but uh, what I'm kind of gleaning from this in this type of conversation is who you say you are as, as a Christ follower should be the same at all times. Yeah. And it should be yes. that yes and no to the world. And, you know, when all your coworkers are complaining, and I'm guilty of this probably on the daily at my job, you know, or whatever's going on, like, do we do we succumb to what the the surroundings are and say yes to that? Or do we say no to that like we should and say yes to our, our calling, our higher calling of being a Christ follower? Yeah. In living above reproach in all things, you know, yeah. from, you know, uh, holding our tongue when we want to say whatever, a complaint about something, mm-hmm. or, you know, that action of, you know, uh, taking your coworkers Pop Tarts without them knowing. You know, it seems <laughs> stupid, but like, but, but like, like living above really? reproach, like, no one knew that that was going to be you yeah. that took them. You know, but what do you do in that situation? Yeah. And you're really hungry and you know what I mean? And those Pop-Tarts yep. just look so good, you know? But letting your yes be yes and your no be no and, and living by that, it's easier said than done for sure. Yeah. Um, Bro, character matters. Character does and matter. And, and, character and, matters when no one's looking. Yeah. And, and character matters to God. Absolutely. Because God's always watching, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it goes a lot further to say, like, who you are when no one else is looking. Yeah. Like that's that's your character. That's your character. I mean, and how often, I mean, that's a scary thought. Like, you know, how many how many times do we have sinful thoughts and actions when yeah. no one else is watching, you know? And yeah. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And uh, especially as guys, as, you know, as husbands, as fathers, like our actions, our our responses have a trickle effect um you know, into our families and into those around us. Um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, whether it's been announced or not, you know, at my workplace, at other people's workplaces, you know, Ben and Pat's workplaces that, that were Christians, yeah. you know, that then automatically puts us on this, uh, I hate to say platform, but people look at you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they almost wait for you to mess up so they can be like, ah, oh, look at you. Cause you yeah. know, you're not a perfect Christian and you know, I'm not a perfect Christian and I sin and you know, I need, I need Christ as my savior just as much as anybody else does. Um, I get I a like daily dose of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like the relatability Absolutely. is a, is a negative thing because the world wants us to be relatable to the world. Yeah. They don't want to relate to us. Right. Right. You know, and I think that, you know, I'm deeply convicted of, you know, two things. And before we hop off the character bus, you know, I shared this with Bible study that, a few weeks back, um, you know, we had to fill out paperwork for our uh, our supplemental insurance with the birth of our daughter this year. And, 
it was getting really close. It was right around Christmas time and the paperwork was due and I'm sitting here thinking the problem was that they, f- they forgot to have the doctor sign it. And I'm thinking, man, like, what are they going to care? Like the doctor, they have the name written down. What do they care? What the signature looks like? This is a hassle. I got to pack up the three kids, pull my wife out. We got to go waste our day trying to get the doctor to sign this. And I'm just like, I'm just going to scribble. And every time I'd go to do it, listen, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit I went to go do it. And, and the Holy Spirit would fill me with conviction. And I, I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. And my wife would be like, babe, don't do it. Like it, it's going to be okay. God will provide a way. And the problem is at that office, you'd walk in and you'd never see a doctor. The receptionists are there. The doctors never come to the window. They're never out there until you go into your room. So long story short, we ended up saying it was like the week before Christmas. It was my day off. We got in the car, got the kids out, went and got some donuts and went and literally my wife walks in and five, not even five minutes later, she comes running out, you know, ear to ear smile, laughing. And she's like, you're never going to believe who was in the window. The receptionists weren't even there. The doctor was there. And it seems so trivial, but she got in the car and I'm just laughing and I'm like, okay, I get it. You literally care about every little decision we make up yeah, there. Totally. You're yeah, watching, yeah. you truly are watching every little thing we're doing, Yeah. you know? And I think personally, I'm deeply convicted of a, a season a few years ago where I literally feel like I was not hard enough in my boundaries and you know, I've got a couple of young guys that work for me who are great, great guys. They're great young men. And I hope that somehow they are, they learn something from my life that it impacts them for the rest of their life, you know? And I, but there was a time where I realized that I was in, you know, sin in my own life. I, I really, there was a comment made about how they wished that I was with them on a trip And for me, I didn't realize like how much, like after the fact, I'm like, holy cow, like if you wished I was with you, what am I doing that makes you think that Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of that life? Like, what am I saying that I could possibly make you feel like I want to be there? Maybe they were just being nice and I'm taking it way too seriously, but it really made a difference in, in my life that, wow, clearly... I've got to step my game up yeah. and I've got to sit here and show Christ. And if you know, I'm a Christian, I better be following what the word says to do because the world literally wants to catch us in a trap. They're, they're waiting to sit there and say like, yep, another Christian getting wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a performance thing, but it, it, at the same time, we should want to honor God enough that we're willing to sit there and die to those relationships that are unhealthy. Yeah. You know, I, and that's just my own personal view, but I think that there's a, probably a lot of guys that can relate to being in a workplace that is filled with people who want to see you stumble. Yeah. 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 Ever since the announcement of this podcast, um, I've had one guy at work who every time looks for me to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and call me out on it essentially. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever remember, um, you guys know Rick Riley from Sports Illustrated. He yeah. always wrote the last column in the page or the last, the last column in the, in the magazine. 
And I'll never forget, he wrote an article on Tim Tebow when he was playing with the Broncos. He paid a lip reader to sit in the stands and try and catch Tim Tebow cussing. And he couldn't do it. You know, I mean, and listen, Rick Riley ended up writing a really wonderful article about Tim. And, you know, kudos to him for writing it. But at the same time, like, that's how bad, like, you're marked as a Christian. And literally, the world just wants to see you stumble. Yeah. You know, because they want to, they want to not even defame you, but they want to defame God. Right, exactly. You know, they want to take it out on God. And, and that's, it's a sad, sad, sad place to live, man. Yeah. And, and that's why our relationships matter. That's why who we surround ourselves matters, you know? And I I think that we can all look back on relationships from our past that, you know, it's kind of a hard thing to navigate once you really hand your life over to God. Like, how do I, how do I interact with so-and-so from my past? You know, how do I interact with an old male friend that, you know, maybe I didn't do the the most wonderful things with, you know, and what does my life look like now compared to then? And do they understand where my life is going? And frankly, do I care? I feel like one of the things that I struggle with is almost being still an acquaintance to someone from my past. And, you know, I, I, I think that probably could do a better job of that, but I think that it's just, man, I got a wife and kids that I'm trying to shepherd the best way that I possibly can and a life that I'm trying to walk out as close to imitating Christ and everything that I do. And I find it very hard to, to walk in both worlds, you know? And I think that, I don't know. I think that we as men need to be more aware of that, Yeah, you know, and what, how much of a foot do we have in the world still, you know, because let's, let's, let's not pretend like we're all perfectly all in. At every single moment of our life. Yeah, totally, totally. I, you can't walk in both worlds. That's the reality. You're either on one side of the line or you're you're on the other side of the line. And, you know, I think that we can be on one side of the line at any given point in the day, yeah. you know, because sin happens yeah. and, you know, we're all sinners and we all fall short. Um, but the desire should be to chase after Christ in all things and imitate yeah. Christ in all things. Um, obviously we can't do that perfectly. Um, and the world does look for us to stumble and does look for us to fall. But again, it comes back to who you're surrounding yourself with. Exactly. It comes completely back to that. And, uh, in first Thessalonians five verse 11 says, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Mm -hmm. And you got to have good friends. You got to have friends that are pointing you towards Christ that are building you up when you text them and say, Hey, you know, I, I, I messed up and you know, I'm, I'm at work and I'm talking like everybody else. And, you know, to have those encouraging words of your friends that, you know, start speaking biblical truth and, and spit scripture right back to you in those moments to encourage you. Um, it, it's crucial for, for our walks uh, to get closer to God and, um, and helps us in those moments of, you know, feeling, feeling beat up and broken and, you know, recognizing that, that I can't get it right all the time, um, can be difficult, you know, and then, then you can get into the cycle. At least I know I can of then, well, what's the point, you know, and, and, (laughs) and feeling like, well, I already messed up this much, you know, what's, what's the point of, 
trying to act different now and, and just get into that comfortableness of, you know, talking like the rest of your coworkers or, um, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, I use that as an example, but, um, you know, it's, we live in a broken world and we live in this world, but we're not of this world. Yeah. And we have to keep that mindset at all times. And, um, we are the first to admit that we don't do that at, you know, all the time, but we certainly try to, we certainly try to strive for Christ and, and all that we do and, and point others to Christ ultimately. Cause that's, that's our mission. Like where we work is our mission field. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it's tough to point people to Christ when we don't look anything like Christ <laughs> yeah, right. and you can't look anything like Christ if you're not spending time with Christ and not, in your own word, you know, and, and we talk often of being able to pour into other people, but you can't pour into other people what hasn't been poured into you. Mm. And so you, you need to, again, get in your word and, and pray. And, you know, how can I, how can I minister to this person at my job or minister to this person, you know, in the, in the gas station or in the grocery store and um, being prepared for those, uh, those meetings of, of other people and, and um, making sure that, uh, I hate to say it this way, like, but being on top of our game, you know, an athlete doesn't show up for the Super Bowl, uh, you know, not practiced and, you know, not ready to go. You know, why do we show up to our mission field, um, you know, and, and not prepared? Unless you're Tom Brady. Unless you're Tom Brady and he can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, Mike. I mean, it's it, the the notion or, or the words that keep coming to my mind as you're talking. It's that in my own personal life that I that I'm thinking of is just the the dealing with it's settled sin. It's mm-hmm. it's the sin that you know. That's convicting. We just throw our hands up and just say like, "This is who I am." Yeah. It's going to continue. There's nothing I can do about it, and you just feel like you're never going to change or, or it's, yeah, it's or it almost it? becomes okay time yeah. after time. And mm-hmm. there, it's just who I am. God will forgive me for it. And, um, because that it, little settled sin, how long does it take before it grows? Exactly. Right? You know, how long does it, like we were just talking about, I think in, 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 uh, in Bible study, there, there's a book, um, How Do I Overcome Lust by Ryan McGraw. That's a little booklet that we use at church that he talks about how you can you can literally say no to a thought and you can pluck out a weed, but if you don't replant that now whole mm-hmm. with, and the, you know, the, the, the metaphor would be to replant it with the word of the Lord, the Bible right, right. and scripture. And if you're not rehearsing that scripture, like what's going to happen? That that weed's going to grow again. Yeah. So put in, fill in the blank. How do I overcome lust? How do I overcome porn? How do I overcome whatever it is that, you know, you might have that's a settled sin. Right. Yeah. My alcoholism, my anger, my whatever, yeah. anything that's not the fruit of the spirit that we already talked about. Yeah. Like what happens when you're just like, yeah, hey, you know what? Can't do anything. Like, yeah. I, it's I, that I comfort. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. You know, and I think Pat, you're spot on, man. Like that, that's... It's deeply, deeply convicting. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, that is going to wrap things up uh, for this week. Join us next week as we dive into the topic of uh, community and what that looks like. On a larger scale. On a larger scale. 
Um, and stay tuned. We will be having a special guest in the very near future. So we're excited for that. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you back here again next Monday as we drop our next episode. Make sure to check us out on our social media platforms and hit that subscribe button.